I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. G'day everyone. Uh, welcome back to Ozfiz Live from our brand guru studio. It's great to have your company for the call 10 stocks picked by you. Uh, I put those stocks to our Two experts on the panel. We do it all in one hour. It is going to be a bumper show today. Got a lot to get through. Let's welcome the panel. Grady Wolf from Bell Direct. Grady, how are you? Good, how are you? Clients a bit happier at the moment. Clients are waking up smiling. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) I know, it's been a depressing couple of weeks, David Lane from Ord Minute in in Brisbane. Has it? Are they happier? Well, yeah, it's certainly been volatile, and, and I think volatile is, is here to stay. Um, yeah, clients, I, I think, are probably uh, a little bit more um, positive at the moment that you know, the, the issues of uh, SVB and Credit Suisse seem to have uh, been a little bit behind us now. So, yep. uh, yeah, it's starting to look a little bit more positive. And tech and growth stocks oh. coming back this week. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? It's the RBA, FDA, I mean, RBA yeah. and the Fed Reserve looking to pause rates and all of a sudden oh. we all want tech. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. None of us thought that would happen, uh, at least this year. But um, just ever know, as David says, it is really volatile. Let's take a look at the five stocks we'll be uh, covering this half hour. Life360, uh, tech stock, uh, A2 Milk, Accent Group, retailer. Uh, Challenger in the financials and Deep Yellow in the resources. Um, stock of the day, not a huge amount. I'm um, of news around today, although just before came onto the show, um, uh, Zip uh, is selling off some of its overseas assets um, for about $20 million in cash that they reckon that's going to add um, to the business, much needed cash and uh, its share price up 11% at the moment. But stock of the day, thought we'd take a look at Health Co, Healthcare and Wellness, the REIT. Uh, they will acquire 11 private hospitals from HealthCo for $1.2 billion. It'll fund the deals for a $320 million raise. Um, $730 million will come from existing cash and debt facilities as a result of the acquisition. Um, Healthco Wellness bumped up guidance for dividends uh, a tenth of a cent. Whoopee, uh, to 7.6 cents. <laughs> Better than nothing. The company says that increased its market cap will likely see it join the ASX 300 as part of the next quarterly review. David Lane, what did you um, think of the announcement and the fact that it's going to enter possibly the S&P ASX 300 index? Is that good for the stock? Uh, will that attract more money from some of the big fund managers? Yeah, well, generally that is that is a positive sign because what happens is the uh, institutions will then need to upweight their holding uh, and some of the institutions that haven't had an exposure to it previously will need to, to buy the stock um, to, to increase their holding. Uh, they'll probably have an opportunity to do that over the, the day, um, I should say that the boards are actually a broker to the issue. So we're currently uh, talking to clients about uh, helping them raise some of that money. So in some respects, we've uh, got, got a little bit of a conflict of interest, but the the capital raising, I think, looks, looks very attractive. As you see there, the shares are, are down uh, a fair bit and still trading well below their uh, their net tangible asset backing. Uh, and the company is is raising money at the moment, uh, so that'll be available to those institutions and also some sophisticated investors uh, being able to uh, get new shares at a discounted price. Uh, but I think that the overall acquisition is a good one. It's uh, 
you know, the health scope hospitals. Uh, the thing about hospitals is that you, you're fairly certain that you've got the tenants, uh, whereas there's uncertainty at the moment in particularly an office property uh, about the future outlook for, okay. for office and, and tenants in hospitals and healthcare. Uh, they're here to stay, and, and it's a, a long-term asset that provides a, a good income, uh, good quality assets that are, that are they're purchasing, but they also have good quality assets in okay. their uh, portfolio at the moment. So I think it's a, it's a good acquisition uh, and an interesting uh, interesting stock that gives you a, a decent exposure to healthcare. So $1.35 is the issue price, is that? Yes, that's right, yeah. So it's uh, at about a 5.3 discount to right. um, the $1.37 that it was trading at and 15.9% uh, to the 30-day volume weighted average price of $1.55. Yeah, yeah. And, and what, so what's the discount? What's the discount on assets? Because most of the REITs are in that situation at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I had a look at the, the company uh, a week or two ago for a client who, who has that. Um, and I have to admit, I made the recommendation that he, he adds to his holding before knowing about this announcement, uh, their NTA was around the $2 mark. So oh, it was okay. uh, you know, well above where they're trading. Um, that will change with this uh, with this capital raising and with this announcement because they'll, they'll need to raise some debt. But uh, yeah, certainly trading at a big discount mm. to its NTA. Uh, and I think probably the focus that we'll see over the coming weeks with this big acquisition could well change that in the future. Okay. Grady, what do you think of the health card? This isn't one that I'm hugely familiar with, so yeah. I won't go with like a you must buy, you must right. sell, but it looks pretty good to me. I go kind of go with consensus. Morgans and Macquarie both have a buy rating. Looks pretty good to me. The acquisition's a massive one, and it actually transforms HCW into Australia's largest diversified healthcare REIT with greater exposure to capital cities. And as David said, uh, hospitals are going nowhere, yeah, and healthcare is going nowhere. If anything, the healthcare sector has outperformed the market over the last few years, so we know that healthcare is the way forward and the kind of value part of the market at the moment. So it's definitely one, um, it's definitely looking really, really good. The um, the acquisition of hospitals is just obviously, as you know, great. And yeah. um, building there, they've been high growth trajectory since they debuted two years ago. So it does look like a really, really positive okay. thing for the company. And yeah, I think I go with it. Okay. All right. Let's get into the stocks that you want us to take a look at. And Grady Allen, want to view, we're talking about tech stocks coming back into favour. Um, is this one coming back into favour for you? Life360, US-based software company. Um, they um, basically, their software is about private social networking um, um, sort of platforms for families and friends. So you have a safe environment to be able to communicate with your kids. Um, also includes things like emergency roadside assistance, whole range of things. 25 million customers worldwide they have um, in several languages. Um, a lot of schools um, are adopting Life360 as well as uh, an enclosed um, networking platform. Uh, Grady, what do you think? Now, I know Howard hates this one. We talked about it last yes. time, but yeah. I actually, the results just came out right. since last being on here talking about it, and they had very positive results. So, maintained buy rating with a price target of $9 a share. Um, that's recently. Double. That's basically double. Basically double, but. Hold with me. Yeah. <laughs> we do like this one because they it's a loss-making business at the moment, but profit is expected to turn in FY23, so this financial year, at $4.5 million. So that's what we're expecting from the company. Which is quite different on, to a lot of tech stocks that go, it is. oh, we're going to be profitable in financial year 25 <laughs> or 30 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Go, oh, yeah, okay. So they're going to be profitable. But the year. results okay. came in really well. So they were at the lower end of guidance range, but we kind of expected that with what's yeah. going on in the markets at the moment and what's going on around the world with interest rates being so high and they did implement a cost a price restructure last year so we're just starting to see the benefits mm. of that now um, they did flag that they're expecting growth of 35% uh, in the next in, for the whole financial year of the next financial year for FY23 because they run on a calendar year right um, but they've obviously also done really well with the cash they've got 90 million dollars in the bank US so they're strong on the cash balance they've got 
um, their flagged revenue is supposed to be at the lower end, but that was in line with Bell Potter expectations. So we're not punishing them on that front. But the only unknown, the one key unknown, which for tech stocks is not a great thing, is annualized monthly revenues, recurring revenue. So right. it's a bit unknown at the moment what um, they're going to be expecting monthly, but that is the only risk and downside that we see at the moment. Okay, all right. So we do like Life360. Yeah. David, Life360? Yeah, I've got to say it's not one that, that Ords covers, so we, we haven't got an official recommendation on it. Um, but as Grady said, the the numbers, uh, their revenue was up 103%, so they've done very, very well. Um, my updated figures actually show that they've got 48 million, uh, 48 million users, which was up about 13 million okay. on the last 12 months. So. They're definitely uh, you know, growing their, their market. They're in 150 different countries around the world. Uh, so it is a, an interesting business. Uh, it, it's you know, probably uh, not the sort of investment that my clients would normally invest in, um, but for a speculative uh, investment, I don't see a, a reason you know, that why you wouldn't be in it, I suppose. Uh, as Grady said, they've got the forecast there as far as revenue growth and and uh, and potential profitability. They did have a little bit of a hiccup in that some of that $95 million of cash they actually had with Silicon Valley Bank, uh, but it was about $6.1 million of it. And they have actually uh, got that money or got access to that money now. So uh, that concern that, that went around the market a week or two ago uh, is probably allayed now. So yeah, very speculative. And um, yeah, I'd probably agree uh, that you know you, you could buy it as a as a speculative punt. Okay, all right, spec buy from you, um, David uh, Avery. Want a view on A2 Milk, the fresh milk and infant formula company that rode the China trade uh, way for a number of years, um, struggled a bit uh, uh, once the trade wars came in, but seems to be rebuilding. Yeah, that's that's a very good summary. You, you're right that uh, yeah they had a really good growth period, uh, you know, pre-COVID, uh, and that that Chinese market as far as infant um, infant formula is very strong for them. Um, we do think that the business is in uh, recovery and that they will continue to grow into that. Uh, Chinese market, but we don't think it'll have the sort of growth rates that it's had in previous years. More of a, a steady build. Um, they've established some very strong brands, uh, not only in China but also here in Australia, uh, and they've they've got good brand recognition. And we think that you know it's a reasonable company at current prices. We've got an accumulate recommendation with a fair value of seven dollars twenty on it, so think that it's uh, you know it's quite reasonable buying at, at current levels. Okay, Grady. We've recently downgraded this one to a hold from a buy and the price target, that was just this week, and the price target has gone down from $7.65 to $6.80 right. just because we have see a few unknowns with the company. So it's one that I, I love this company. I love what they do. Mm -hmm. I love Infant Formula. Um, but they have a few hurdles to overcome. They've What with the report was called muddled water at the moment because Sinlate Milk is their infant formula producer. Um, they're going for their re-registration in China at the moment. Right. That's a lengthy process. And they've just updated a timeline on that and pushed it out to three Q3 of FY23 um, with the standard registration expected to be completed in Q4. And then not the sale of the GB standard product not to Q, uh, Q2 of 2024. Oh. So it's all blown out a little bit. And right. the, so and China's their biggest market. They have 65% yep. of sales into China. So not having this registration doesn't really add up and doesn't really help the company at all. Um, understanding that though, that's what we're kind of keeping an eye on. Um, they've also, so Sinlate Milk have also downgraded their guidance and their first half profit after tax fell by 83%. So these are huge implications on A2 Milk because they are their IMF producer. Um, so we're just keeping a close eye on this one because cost of goods sold actually rose as well for A2 Milk. So with all these factors at play here, it's a bit of a muddled situation, a bit confusing. So we are keeping an eye on it. Um, it's, we do see headwinds in China, obviously declining birth rate as well. So that could produce, could produce some headwinds over the next coming months and years. But um, at the moment, we're just, just waiting to see what happens okay. if they can align with sign late on their timelines and get forward on that note. Right. 
Fair enough. Uh, let's t- turn our attention to one of our, our most highly regarded retailers. Cliff wants to view Grady on Accent Group, the big footwear and clothing retailer. Brand names like uh, Athletes Foot, Sorconi, uh, Vans, Timberland, Sketches, 750 retail, retail stores across Australia and New Zealand. How's Accent doing? This is Bell Potter's pick of the bunch for retail. So, oh. absolutely. So, this is your number one retail this store? Is, yes, absolutely. Wow. So, this is our buy rating with a price target recently upgraded to $2.40. Now, this company in this current environment can do no wrong. So right. we're seeing consumer discretionary spend come down. Well, retail spend is still up slightly, but it is expected to come down because of the obviously interest rates increasing. Um, but at the moment, this company is pacing ahead of the peer group according to Bell Potter. So their results came out. First half results were a beat. Second half is off to a very yeah. strong start. NPAT was up 295% on the prior corresponding period. Their second half sales like for like sales up 16 to 24% already in the second half and that's when we're expecting all fashion retail to go down so understanding Mm. that the company has 750 stores as you said 35 brands 40 websites they are absolutely smashing the park. Huge, aren't they? Yes, and they've also got really good exposure to the younger demographics. So as we know, young people, wages growth is going, wages are going up, um, minimum wage has gone up, young people are buying, are still buying, they're using all of their first first uh, income to buy fashion stuff and yep. be on the SA TikTok trend. Generally so, don't have a mortgage. Yeah, don't have a mortgage, <laughs> don't pay rent, don't do anything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. all they do is spend money on fashion. And so right. knowing that they've penetrated this market really, really well, um, and they have a really high market presence with Glue Store, Nike, uh, Athletes Foot, Cat Sketches, Doc Martens. The list goes on. These are all Accent Group. It's a very, very strong, well, they do Nike strong case. Well, do they? They, yeah, they do Nike in their stores through Athletes Foot. Oh, and right. that, so yeah, they've got yeah. global exposure. Uh, so you've got a target of two forty. It's two thirty-two at the moment. Yeah, so two forty. It's not a big growth, no. but um, we do see that okay. given the market conditions at the moment in the consumer discretionary space. Um, but they, yeah, we do love this stock. Uh, David, is it Ord's number one retail stock? Uh, no, I have to say it's not. Uh, it's not one that we actually cover. Um, but uh, certainly from what you know, Grady uh, says is that they are a very, very strong business and they've got a, a very big footprint. Um, I guess one of the concerns with that footprint, though, is that the inventory has actually grown fairly significantly and they have built out a lot of new stores. But the concern that we have with retail in general is that as we're heading into a, a period of, of potentially softer spending, although we, we haven't really started to see too much of an evidence of that with the, with the data, um, but across the year, we anticipate that consumer spending will decline and companies that, that do have high levels of inventory uh, can be a bit of a concern. Because we had, re- we had retail. Uh, so generally, we're fairly... Yeah, we had re- we had retail trade flat earlier this week, didn't we? And if yeah. you know, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the economists are saying, sort of on a per capita basis, um, basically there was decline uh, in retail that was bumped up because of the massive migration numbers at the moment. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, still, I mean, it's still reasonable numbers that we're seeing, but yeah, I, I think medium and longer term ones. See that uh, that come off. Yeah. Um, Accent has got some very good brands, but it is a very competitive market. You know, in that that high fashion uh, area, they've yeah. got the likes of JD Sport and Culture Kings, etc. That are um, you know that are selling a lot of those brands as well. Um, so I'd probably be taking an opportunity to to sell at the moment. Take take some profits because the right. share price has been very strong uh, and it's probably a sector that I don't really think that you, you need to be in at this stage of the right. the, uh, the economic So you're, you're, you're a, ignoring all retail basically at the moment? Pretty much, right. yeah. We've, we've upgraded our recommendation on Breville. We uh, we think that they've done quite well and that we think that their, their global footprint okay. is interesting and, and their expansion but really other than Breville we're um, yeah, fairly negative on the, the retailers at the moment. Okay. All right. Uh, Kim wants a view, David, on uh, Challenger, the big uh, investment company. Basically operate, uh, um, they're, they're known for their annuities, aren't they? Their, uh, uh, their life insurance products, which when interest rates were low, were just terrible. When interest rates 
are rising, uh, they come back into fashion, don't they? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's the, the core of their business. Um, you know, the annuities do have some, some tax benefits as well and can also be used as far as structuring for Social Security uh, to get pensions, etc. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Challenger is in a good space. We've recently upgraded our recommendation from a hold to an accumulate, and that's really because the, the share price has come down. Uh, they're in a good space as far as the... You know, the continuing growth in the, the Australian super system. There's been focus on the uh, the retirement income and potentially the likes of Challenger could well be a beneficiary of the $3 million super tax if that ends up coming through right. because there are some interesting things that you can do with structuring as far as having some annuities uh, in super funds to potentially look at, at some of that uh, mitigation of those taxes. So, yeah, we think Challenger is in a, in a good position. They're also looking at expanding across into Japan, which is a, uh, a very large market as far as retirement income is concerned. So, yeah, at current levels, we've got an accumulate recommendation on them. Okay. Look at that five-year chart. It really hasn't done much for the last three years. Grady, what's... Uh What's the Bell view the on Bell that? don't have a view on it, no. but we go with consensus, which is a hold rating, right. just because a company has exposure to commercial property. So as we know, interest rates are going down and they their exposure kind of puts them at a little bit of risk because there's a high number of defaults at the moment and a lot of defaults right. are expected. Um, the company is also has their bank for sale, their bank division, the Challenger Bank, which is for sale, but there's no date and a target completion of this. So they still have $10 million in losses from this division of the business accumulated into FY23. Um, the company does, however, have a really good, um, they're with the life, the Challenger Life Division, which is the superannuation yep, annuities, and that's going better than expected on all fronts. So that's adding some really positive uh, tailwinds to the company. But as well, at the same time, the Challenger Index Plus division sales fell 20%. So they've got some good, they've got some bad. It's a hold rating at the moment. Okay. All right. Our fifth stock, um, as we work through to the 10 in this hour, is uh, resource stocks. Um, Grady Reservoir wants a view on Deep Yellow. Now, Deep Yellow um, is a uranium exploration business, uh, but its projects are in Namibia, yes. which makes it a bit more exotic than uh, a boss or, yeah. <laughs> or any of the other uh, uranium stocks listed on yeah. the market. Does Deep Yellow get your attention? It does. We've got a spec buy rating on ah, Deep Yellow okay, with a price yeah. target of a dollar and four cents. Now, the company shares are down 47% over the last year and but are up 116% over the last five years. Now, yeah. this company hasn't got sales yet. They're in the pre-feasibility stage of their uh, Tumas uranium mine and project in, as you said, Namibia. Um, they're progressing pretty well towards a final investment decision and development. Um, higher capital operating costs were offset by increase through throughput so that's kind of a good thing but as we said higher costs are not a great thing for any miner so right. capital costs increased 26% um, and they've got a reduction in discounted cash flow as a result from Bell Potter's expectations um, with the company itself uranium prices are still building on 2022 lows and as we saw bosses coming back online a lot of uranium yep. miners are coming back online mm. because they see the way forward is through nuclear power decarbonisation can't happen without nuclear power and uranium is the fuel for nuclear Nuclear power. Yeah. So Japan, so, Germany. Basically, the theme isn't it that, yeah. that yes, you you have the uh, renewable energies, but if you want a consistent base load, yes, uranium replaces coal and gas exactly to to get your carbon. Um, yes. uh, targets that have been imposed. Exactly. And right. countries like Germany have stopped phasing out their nuclear plants. Yeah. Japan turning them back on uh, yeah. just says that this this company is in the right place at the mm. right time right now, yeah. but they haven't got sales yet. So mm. um, Boss mm. Energy is probably Bell's mm. preferred uh, uranium miner right. at the moment. Okay. David, Deep Yellow. 
Yeah, again, it's another, uh, well, speculative one, but we don't cover. Um, but, yeah, it, it is certainly interesting. And as Brady said, in that space, as far as decarbonisation is concerned, uh, they've recently made an acquisition which gives them some um, tenements in Australia as well. And as well as uranium, there's the potential that from those tenements they can uh, mine some cobalt, nickel, copper, uh, and even potentially some rare earths. So they, they do have a lot of potential. Um, but it is very much potential at this point in time. As, as Grady said, no sales at present. Uh, they lost about $5 million in the last half. Concerns, though, when I look at the, the, um, you know, the, the overall financials, they've got accumulated losses of about $209 million. So they've been exploring and uh, on this path for quite some time. Uh, so it does take a lot of faith and it's probably one of those stocks that if you are going to buy it, buy it, put it in the bottom drawer and, and hope that over the next five years that the world does uh, embrace nuclear power. Um, yeah, there's obviously in Australia, there's discussion around the the nuclear subs and, and obviously we'll need uh, uranium to, to be able to fuel those over time as well. So it's it's definitely a theme that is um, growing, yeah. but yeah, certainly a, a, a speculative one that you'd, you'd put in the bottom drawer. Okay. So does it interest you or steer clear? Oh, it, it would interest by? me, yeah, certainly, um, okay. but, but only as a small part of a, a portfolio right. as, uh, you know, to get that exposure to uranium. Okay. All right. Let's recap the uh, the first five stocks stock of the day. Health Co. Um, both Grady and David um, uh, have a buy on it. David's um, uh, a bit conflicted because he, his uh, odds are involved in the raise for Health Co. At the moment, uh, needs to declare that. Uh, Life three hundred and sixty uh, a buy from Grady, a spec buy from uh, uh, from David. A two mil can accumulate from David at odds a hold. From from Grady at Bell. Uh, Accent is the number one retailer for as far as Bell is uh, concerned. They like it. Um, it is a sell from David after a big run up that they've uh, that they've had. Uh, Challenger, a hold from uh, from Grady and accumulate from David and Deep Yellow, a speculative buy, but uh, Bell's preferred uranium stock uh, is Boss. Um, here on the call, we've been uh, tracking our own high conviction um, growth fund uh, as picked by our investment committee, our, our fantasy fund. The last episode, the March committee meeting is on the platform at the moment. If you want to check it out at that meeting, uh, they sold seven group and Janison education, trimmed the mineral resources, uh, holding an added MA financial and Ostel to the portfolio. Uh, since the 1st of March last year, the fund is up 7%. But keep sending your requests into the call because when a stock gets uh, two ticks, a double buy, it gets referred to the investment committee as HealthCo has today, uh, Life360 and Deep Yellow will be uh, will be considered at the next investment meeting. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. All right, this half hour, we're going to take a look at New Farm, ProMedicus, Regis Resources, Telex Pharmaceuticals, and WiseTechs. Um, David, uh, Anson wants a view on New Farm, the big global crop protection uh, business, herbicides, insecticides, all that sort of thing. But really, they're a seed bank, aren't they, for, for farmers? which uh, I find yeah. fascinating. So an agricultural stock. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they've, um, yeah, they've done very, very well over the last 12, 18 months. Um, they're a beneficiary of the fact that we've had not only very good um, cropping conditions or, or weather conditions as far as farmers are concerned, but also they've uh, benefited from the, the Russia-Ukraine scenario and the fact that uh, Ukraine has 
about 14% of the world's uh, wheat um, producer. Uh, but New Farm is in a good position. We think that they will grow and management have, have come out and confirmed that they're uh, forecasting a modest growth in their, their earnings over the next 12 months. So, you know, they, they've had a good period. We still think that they will continue to have a good period, but, but not as strong as what we've seen um, from the Ukraine crisis. Uh, we've got an accumulate recommendation on them. We think that their fair value is about $7.50 at the moment. Uh, and, you know, it's a business that does, um, you know, it certainly has exposure to weather conditions and to uh, agricultural conditions, but not not a company that really has too much uh, exposure to the broad economic environment. So if you're looking for a business that uh, you know, is a little bit recession proof, um, New Farmers is one of those. So we think that at current levels, it's, it's reasonable value. Okay, yeah, 568 up to 750 as the target price is good growth if it follows that path. Uh, Grady? What do Bill yeah. think of uh, New Farm? Bells agree. Uh, it's a buy rating with a price target of $7.15. Um, right. The, the favourite part of the company for us is the Omega-3 canola. So they have their own Omega-3 canola plant and division. And the Omega-3 pricing trends are on the way up. They're going through the roof. And so we're seeing competing products through Algae, Omega-3, and a lot of different companies are diversifying to get this Omega-3 that we always get from fish. So yeah. saving yeah. the planet's fish by having canola instead. So uh, that's one part of the company that's really driving the buy rating for Bells. And also the fact that the company is, uh, they're seeing normalization in crop in North America again. So um, the, that came off last year and developed and had a bit of um, a bit of trouble Time. So the company, the fact that we see the, move, the way forward through North America and crop stabilisation is exactly where you want to see the kind of ag chem or ag companies having this year. Um, so some tailwinds, a tailwinds with. Um, yeah, tailwinds with that. Um, and beyond the platform, we expect their growth should resume in 2024-26. So we're seeing stabilisation now, normalisation now, and then growth again into FY24-26. Okay. So right. buy rating I'll on buy. new farm. Okay. Um, next stock uh, on the agenda is uh, a bit of a favourite here on a call from some of the experts. Terry wants a view. Um, Grady on ProMedicus, the medical imaging company, global company. Um, um, leading supply of radiology information systems uh, right around the world, Australia, Germany, uh, the US has defied the market downturn over the last 12 months, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it has. But we actually have a hold rating on it. And that was recently upgraded from a sell. It's a very expensive stock. And yep. the price target has increased, though, from $55 to $59, just under what it's trading, or obviously what it's trading at the moment. Right. Now, the company, as I said, it's a very expensive stock. Um, so that's one thing that's factored in. Um, but the revenues is another thing. So revenues reported is 30% up. The first half volume's up. So it's, it's doing really, really well. Mm. But as again, it's all back on the fact that it's trading at a really high multiple in price at the moment. Um, at the moment, we see uh, there's there's been weakness recently because directors selling off their shareholdings and um, obviously poor market conditions because of the uh, sentiment with the SVB collapse. So, okay, so how, how much does that play in that directors are selling stock at, that at, a, at a five-year high? Do you, yeah. as, a, as a shareholder, do you go, mm, if they're taking money off the table, maybe I should as well? Yeah, it, well, generally, that's what you kind of see, isn't it? Like this yeah. week, we've had a few companies have that problem and a lot of investors to see it as a reason to go, oh, what's like what's happening yeah. and kind of go red lights, hmm. why are they selling? Should I be selling? So yeah. I think understanding that, um, yeah, investors might take a bit of profit at the moment, but it's a hold for us just because we don't like, we see that they're, they're kind of doing well. They've got ongoing contracts going and they're kind of plateauing with what they're doing. Hmm. So um, we do see in the future though, AI and artificial intelligence in radiology is going to play a massive part as like oh, a yeah. secondary option to radiology. Um, so their Visage 7 product is going to play part of this. But yeah, at the moment, they're kind of plateauing for us. So a bit of a hold. Okay. Uh, David, what do you think of ProMedicus? Yeah, pretty much agree with, with everything that Grady has said. Uh, it is a very expensive stock. Um, we've got a sell recommendation on it, and that's purely based on the, the price. Um, 
The, the business itself, though, there's really nothing to dislike about it. They've done very, very well. Uh, they've been very successful in you know, in recent um, tenders that they've gone for. They've, they've won six out of six tenders, so they're, they're uh, doing very, very well in the U.S. Um, the uh, academic hospitals. And U.S. accounts for about 82% of its sales now. So it's, uh, you know, it's a business that has been doing well and is in interest a very interesting space but as Grady said it's a very expensive stock they're trading up around $65 our fair value on the stock is actually $28.50 so Whoa. Um, yeah, we think that it's worth a lot less than it currently is yeah. uh, so if you're lucky enough to have been in it over the last five years and had that 700% gain, um, I'd be looking at, at taking profits yeah. at current prices. And and it doesn't mean when uh, when an analyst says sell the stock, doesn't mean it's a bad company or uh, it's a horrible no, company. It's just a great company that's uh, share price and, and valuation has got a bit ahead of yourself, yeah. uh, ahead of it. So Absolutely. take some profits and make the most of it. And you can come back yeah, in later right. if yeah. it does if it does get down to twenty eight bucks. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, and, and even uh, you know, it's probably unlikely that you know it'll drop from sixty five to twenty eight uh, unless there's a, a major problem. But definitely, yeah, current levels. Um, yeah, an opportunity to to sell. Uh, and as you pointed out, some of the directors have been seeing that as well. And I guess to your question, as far as directors selling. It really depends on the the narrative around that, and also the the quantum of, of what they sell. Uh, investors tend to get concerned if they're selling a significant amount of their their holding, um, but if they're just taking some off the table and and using it to um, you know, to, to fund their own uh, their own other investments or, or lifestyle, well, then it's it's not much of a concern. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in this case, it doesn't seem to be yeah. as, as as big a concern. It's not you know not major holdings as far as yeah. the directors are concerned. As long as they explain it, uh, <laughs> is really important, isn't it? <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's yes, turn that's right. turn our attention to gold and the gold miners miners and. David wants, uh, uh, Randy wants a view on Regis Resources, the uh, gold production exploration company, projects in WA, uh, has got a new one uh, that they're looking at at the moment in the central west of New South Wales. Um, number one, David, is Ords keen on gold stocks at the moment? And number two, is Regis one of them? Uh, yes, we're definitely very keen on gold stocks. Um, our analyst Paul Kane is doing a, a roadshow at the moment actually around the country. And yeah, we think that the, the outlook for gold uh, is positive. We've seen that the physical gold price improve in recent weeks with the uncertainty that's been going on around the world. Uh, and we think that you know, many of the Australian uh, gold miners are trading you know, well below where they should be and that uh, you know, the outlook in general is fairly good. Having said all that, though, Regis Resources is not one of the, the our right. preferred picks. Um, they've got some very good assets, and they've you know they, they've got good tenements, but they haven't necessarily um, managed those particularly well. They announced a, a net loss of thirty million dollars in their last result not paying a dividend. Um, there has been a bit of a speculation that Regis could be a potential takeover target uh, based on the fact that they've got good assets. Um, but our preference in the in the gold sector is for uh, for Northern Star, Red 5 and, and Gold Road Resources. Um, right. So, you know, we think that there's better value uh, in some of those other stocks um, and yeah, I'd probably have a, I'd have a hold on Regis if you've got it, but I, I wouldn't be jumping in and buying it at current levels. Okay, Grady? We have a buy rating on it with a price target of $2.75. Um, the company, as David just said, is a very, very good prospect for a takeover. And Bell sees Evolution Mining is the best fit yeah. for a takeover of this company, just because Evolution's mines are in New South Wales and they have good exposure right. there. Where And this new asset of um, of Regis's is in New South Wales. So they could see that as expansion in that area, as well as taking on the WA mines, as you said. The Duke Mine is there. 
um, flagship gold project. So that's completely, that's underway and um, looking to, it's on track to achieve a pretty high amount of gold, sorry. I don't know the exact amount. Yep. It's here. So yeah, 10 million tonnes per annum. So having that is crazy. And so the other driving factors at the moment um, that are driving the attractiveness to this company is if obviously they've got positive gold price outlook, as we spoke about. Um, the decline in discovery rate of major gold projects around the world, especially in Australia. So there's less mines being discovered. So the fact that they have some underway is a very, very positive thing. Um, strong producer balance sheets. And the company has a really good management team with who are known for having mines that are on track, on uh, on time, and efficient, mm. capital efficient, and project development is on, on track. So really, we do like Regis, but we also like, as David said, Gold Road Resources is another pick of ours at the okay. moment. All right. Um, so gold stocks. Yes. Back in favour. Back in favour. Thank goodness the gold bugs will, uh, will, <laughs> love, will love that one. And, and we talk a bit about um, mining companies bringing projects or, or having projects coming on stream, mm-hmm. but the point you made, Grady, the uh, they have a management that has a reputation of delivering, yeah. is really important, isn't it? It because is super you important can for talk miners. About where you're, you're up to, but you've exactly. got to deliver it on time yep. and on budget. And that's exactly what investors look for. And you just, time and time again, you see CEOs as like not bagging anyone out, but you see yeah. CEOs promise, over-promise, under-deliver, and then the next CEO steps in. So it's yep. like, it's, this one is one that we're looking at because it's on time, on budget, and the management have good track records. So mm. that definitely plays okay. into an investment decision. That is a good tick. All right, Max wants a view, Grady, on Telix Pharmaceuticals. Uh, biotechnology company developing um, uh, therapy, radiation therapies for prostate, renal, uh, brain cancers. Um, Telex Pharmaceuticals operates here in the US, Belgium and Japan. Telex is in the right place at the right time. So we have a buy rating on it with a price target of $9. Um, The company is when you're investing in a healthcare space, when an investor's investing in healthcare, they look for FDA, TGA, regulatory approval, or a company that's well advanced in the clinical trial phase, because it's years in the process. Mm. As well as at the moment, we investors are looking for companies that are targeting areas that the TGA, FDA, and regulatory bodies are really prioritizing the passing of drugs through. <coughs> so Alzheimer's and cancer imaging is one of them. And that's exactly where Telex comes into it. They're mm. a radio pharmaceutical company, biopharmaceutical with radio pharmaceutical drugs and therapeutic drugs in the development. So I actually sat down with the analyst of this stock and he was awesome. He spoke to me about everything they do. And so they've got the Elucix product that's FDA, TGA approved. So that's driving revenues to fund the uh, TLX CD250X, which is their next product. And that's for kidney cancer imaging. So the first one that's approved is prostate cancer imaging. The second one undergoing is the kidney cancer imaging. But the differential in is already approved. Uh, prostate's approved, prostate's kidney's underway. Approved. Right. Yeah, and yep. so how it works, it's pretty much injected into the blood and it targets these cells only and mm. it, it identifies where they are in the body and is really, really good for the process of de- determining an early detection of cancers. So really great on that front. They've also got revenue up 20 times to $160 million obviously due to the Elucix commercial uh, commercialization of Elucix. But what we need to know in this kind of sector is that the imaging agents, there's a differential in pricing. So imaging agents have $5,000 per dose US, um, whereas therapeutic candidate drugs are 250,000 per dose or mm. per patient. Mm. So they're actually undergoing their clinical trials at the moment for their therapeutic drugs to accompany the imaging drugs. So they've got one for the prostate cancer and one for for the um, kidney cancer as well, and their results are looking really favourable. So, understanding this, they're really they're at least a few years away from that, but understanding they're on the right track and the right process okay. is exactly where you want to be. So, definitely one to watch and a buy rating at the moment. Okay, um, David, uh, this space is always sort of <laughs> fraught with dangers, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> if you can if you can get a uh, a biotech that already has something approved, so it's got momentum, uh, and then they keep yeah. adding to it. I suppose you're head of the game. We had, what did we have on earlier in the, the week? Uh, Neuron Pharmaceuticals mm. that had just gone yes. through <laughs> the roof. And Nathan and Gaurav said, look, too late to get in. Yeah. Um, you've missed the boat, but if you're in yeah. it, hold on or take some profits. 
um, and let the investment run because it's just got through one of those triggers. Yeah, that's right. And, and you're right, it is a, an area that, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult to successfully invest in based on traditional investment fundamentals. So you've got yeah. to have a, you know, a bit of, a, a, I suppose, faith in management and, and faith in what they're doing. Um, but the thing that Telex has done well is that they, as Grady said, they've got the, the FDA approvals, they've got the TGA approvals here in Australia. Uh, their revenue is actually up very, very strongly. So their revenue is uh, about 103 million this year compared to 7.6 last year. So they're on the right trajectory, still losing money. Um, but if they can continue with those sorts of sales and you know, prostate cancer, kidney cancer, uh, you know, they're two of the, the biggest um, cancers worldwide. Um, they've also got products in blood cancer and, and brain cancer as well. So, look, it's one of those ones that, as you said, they've, they've had a good run, share prices up, you know, 1,000% over, over five years. So uh, if, you've, if you've been in it, you've done very, very well. Um, but I do think that at current levels, and Ords doesn't, doesn't have a, an official research recommendation on it, but, you know, it's one of those ones that uh, if you're prepared to have a, a um, you know, a, a punt, it's, a good one to, to do that because they have actually got some uh, approvals in place and have proven that, that they are actually selling their products. So, uh, yeah, as a speculative buy, I, I probably quite okay. like it. All right. Um, we had um, Rhythm Biosciences come up the other day with uh, with Rudy and Howard and um, sort of it's, it's trying to develop a blood test that can detect colon cancer. And Howard made the point... Okay. Is with the, with these companies, you wish them the absolute very best. You do hope they succeed because they can save lives yep. and all that sort of stuff. That's very different to wanting to invest in them. <laughs> and he, 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 he makes a really good point. Look, if you love it so much, why don't you make a donation to them, at least get a tax deduction rather than yes. treat it as an investment? And I thought, David, that was a really interesting way to, to look at some of these companies. Yeah, that's certainly very true. And, and some of the other work I do, I'm actually involved in a, a group that um, yeah, funds medical research. And it, right. it is a very, very expensive um, you know, exercise and, and does take many, many years uh, to be successful in that space. So, yeah, it's not the not the sort of area that no. you can, um, yeah, get get a, a quick dollar <laughs> overnight. Um, but no. yeah, it's yeah in your portfolio as as you say, if you you look at it almost as your, your philanthropic type of investment yep. that uh, you know you can look at, at that area, um, you know, to develop further yep. drugs and, or and have, you know, help or, our overall health in or, the long term. Or have uh, a little handful of them. All right, let's move on yeah. to uh, on to Wise Tech. And uh, boy, this is a growth stock, a tech stock that has defied the downturn in tech. Uh, Mark wants a view, David, on Wise Tech. This is the uh, logistics software company um, that uh, Richard White. I love his story. He used to work with my brother-in-law um, uh, for ACDC and was in charge of logistics for ACDC. That's where he built his spreadsheet. My brother-in-law tells me he had this spreadsheet as the as the uh, the shows uh, sort of hop from one city, leap from one city to the other. Uh, that's where Richard got a taste for logistics. Apparently, it's a great story. Okay. Um, but hey, uh, has been controversial in the past. You've had some short selling groups really attack it. It's come out and fought mm. them and proved itself. And boy, has become a global leader, has it? Oh, it definitely has. It's it's done very, very well. Um, as you can see, their share price has done well recently and particularly in a time when tech companies in general around the world haven't done well. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons that it has is because it's profitable. It, it is a genuine business that happens to be in technology. Uh, and, you know, they, they've proven over the years that they've got a very good market share they are growing that market share. So, yeah, we like it. We think that uh, current levels, even though the share price has done well, um, we think that there is further growth in it. Uh, we've got an accumulate recommendation on them 
and a fair value of ninety dollars. So still think that there's a, a lot of um, yeah a lot of run left in them. Uh, so if it's a business that you're already in, I'd, I'd certainly be sticking with it and you know potentially looking at uh, at adding to it uh, at current levels. Wow, ninety bucks and it's currently around sixty four, sixty five. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a, a good growth. Yeah, bearing in mind that sort of company doesn't pay a dividend at, at this sure. point in time, or, or not much of a dividend. I think the yield point two of a percent. So you really do need that capital growth to be able to get a return out of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we think it. it you know, in the current environment, it's it's well positioned. It's one of that uh, those top five tech companies now that we have in Australia is a sort of yeah. But you look at your technology ones and your wise techs, yeah. and and almost and z- how zeros come back into favour with a new chief executive that's cutting costs and yeah. now going to and focus on making a profit. All of a sudden, that's everyone right. gives that a big tick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Great. Yeah, we don't have too many technology stocks in Australia, but it's definitely one of the you know, the, the leaders, and uh, yeah, yeah we, we have actually done well in that niche. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Grady, what do you think of WiseTech? We kind of see this as a ProMedicus kind of story. Great business, but a hold because there's not much. The, it's trading really, really expensive, as you yep. see. But the price target for Bells is sixty dollars. Um, Again, nothing to fault the business about. They're, they're yeah, a great yeah. business. It's just trading very, very high. Um, the core business, it's doing really, really well. Revenue growth of 35%. Uh, EBITDA grew 36%. Um, cash at bank grew from $7 million to $490 million. Yeah. And that's after acquisitions. So you literally- so it has been on the acquisition. It's got four acquisitions so, in the uh, last, uh, yeah, massive acquisitions. I think it's in the last year. So yeah. uh, they had two in the first half, two in the second half. So they're honestly, you can't really fault the company. Um, they really did re- well during the pandemic because of the logistics and supply chain issues that plagued the world. This company was one you could rely on with yep. getting your getting your product from A to B because they're cargo-wise product. Um, that's their kind of core product there and that's their strength. And it just grows from strength to strength with 12,000 customers, including 43 of the top 50 global third-party logistics providers. Wow. So their market share is phenomenal. Um, yeah, not, not a bad word to say, just yeah. a very expensive stock. Okay. So uh, um, at Bills, uh, tech stocks, are they starting to come back in They are in starting to come back in favour. What are, what are the favourites? But the ones, well, the ones we're looking at, Life360 is one we have obviously our buy yeah. rating on. It's kind of the ones that are profitable or looking to turn a profit. It's, right. We're not looking at the ones that we've still got sell ratings on, um, likes of Nanosonics, for example. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's healthcare, but it is tech because it's yep. the... Yeah. Uh, the yep. The ordinate LTM. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those kind of ones, we're looking at, uh, yeah, where they're turning profit in this near future. So, right. and investors are definitely like hard on the profit front. They're not looking yeah. for ones of the story or the, we might turn a profit, we might not, because interest rates are still high. It's, they're yeah. not coming back down to record lows yet. So costing, like funding growth outlook is very expensive still. Yeah. So yeah. you can't go for one that's not profitable. Okay. It has to be the ones that are profitable or near profit. All right, okay. Let's re, uh, let's check the final of five stocks. Uh, New Farm and Accumulate from uh, from Ords Bell have a buy as well. Uh, Prometicus a sell from uh, Ords after the big run up, um, a hold from Bell. Regis is a hold from David um, in that gold sector. They prefer though um, Northern Star, Red Five, and Gold Road. Um, and uh, Bell have a buy on Regis too. Uh, Telex a buy from Bell, a speculative buy from David, and WiseTech a hold from Grady and an accumulate from uh, David. David Lane from uh, Orge, great to see you, mate. Thank you very much for your time okay. today. Uh, and Grady Wool from uh, from Bell Potter, good to see you. Thanks for having yeah. me. Uh, now, if you have any stocks you'd like me to uh, put to our expert panels here on the call for their adjudication, put them in an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Uh, coming up next on Osbiz, Lachlan Meekham from Go Markets with how the Aussie dollar is reacting after the recent CPI data and the consequences of that. Stay tuned for The Pulse, that is next.